Hello and welcome to Luke's Home C2C League. Under construction with the name, gotta get that figured out. But I'm Luke Probasco. Jacob Belleville. And later today we will have Patrick on for our exclusive interview with him. Um, we're gonna hop right into it with our NCAA news. We had three big commits this week. 2023 commits Brandon Ayanis, composite five-star, is going to Ohio State University. Carnell Tate, composite five-star, is going to Ohio State University. And Ruben Owens, a composite five-star running back, is going to Louisville. Brandon Ayanis, I have currently, I've just watched uh, film on him. I don't have any stats. But I have him at wide receiver 12. Um, Carnell Tate, I have in as wide receiver 7. And Reuben Owens, I have currently at running back 10. And I have not watched film yet on any running backs. But that's kind of where I've got them slotted in. Where do you have them, Jacob? I think I have Innes at 9 right now. Um, Tate, I also have at 8. So, I mean, shout out to Ohio State for getting two top 10 guys at least this early on. Obviously, they're juniors. But... As we discussed earlier, I don't like seniors. So, um, then Ruben Owens, I still have at three. Um, I really am just not big on this class of running backs at all. So, three, ten, take, you know, pick your poison a little bit. But um, I think him going to Louisville, he can definitely be a college producer, though. And Louisville, um, I can't remember their coach's name, but they coached at Appalachian State, I believe and Louisville, and they, they like to run the ball. So I think that'll be good for um, Ruben Owens going there, which also I found interesting because he was crystal balled to Texas, which you got Bijan, he's going to go pro next year, and you got Jadon Blue. So I don't really know what that means for their, recruit, their recruiting going forward, but I think that is you know a positive on um, Jadon Blue this year. Um, where would you have, since you did rankings last year, or th- for this year, where would yep. you have Owens ranked in your 2022 running backs? Easily out to- outside the top 15 for me. I mean, 2022, there's so many size speed guys, and Ruben Owens still needs to gain at least 20 pounds to be like bell cow back size in the NFL. I mean, that's... To me, that's just a lot to ask of a player to, like, hey, gain 20 pounds and remain explosive. The other thing that's interesting, um, and I'd, with age it's a little bit less, it's more of um, wear on the tire stuff, but he's going to be 20 years old, I believe, when he takes his first snap at Louisville. Um, he might be, like, a late 19, but, like, he's going to be 20 as a freshman, which is odd. Even if he early declares he's going to be in the NFL at the same age as Brian Robinson, who spent five years at Alabama. So it's just kind of wild puts things into perspective there. Got a quick hitter for you. Which wide receiver corpse since 2019 would you rather have? Ohio State with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and JSN. You could have LSU with Jamar Chase, Terrence Marshall, and Justin Jefferson, or Alabama with Jerry Judy, 
Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, and Henry Ruggs. Yeah, give me LSU. I mean, Ohio State and Alabama, I think they... No, only Alabama even has one player that's over 200 pounds. And I care about that. So, yeah, I'll take the two best receivers to come out as rookies in the NFL. So, I like Ohio State. um, And I, I just like what Garrett Wilson was able to put out there and Chris Olave. Um, I know you don't like seniors, but I think he went, he went back for, to get his degree. Um, but he's, I think he's going to be great with new Orleans and just based off what we did with the, the news there with getting two more five stars, you got a Mecca you've got Marvin Harrison jr. Um, and I just tweeted out something the other day about, an interview with Garrett Wilson and they were talking about the mental aspect of the things that Marvin Harrison Jr. brings to the table which you know I think is is a big part of it and he talked about Emeka Ibuka like coming in and bench pressing like 24 times for of the 225 or something and Garrett Wilson's like I couldn't even do one of those like when I came as a freshman so I think Hartline's you know just when is he going to get a head coaching job, I think, is the bigger question. Yeah. Because it's going to happen at some point. I mean, they're killing it with offensive skill players. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. They are. <coughs> All right. Um, no league trades, so, Jacob, I'll, let you, I'll kick it over to you for NFL news. Yeah, so one interesting thing that we kind of discussed was um, – Basically, J.K. Dobbins and Gus the Bus have a shot for training camp, but those injuries happened early on last year, and so it's a little bit interesting that they wouldn't know that they're going to be ready for training camp. Yeah, and they, they talked about J.K. Dobbins having, like, was it an LCL injury, which is also tougher to come back from. Um, they also they drafted Tyler ba- Batty, but haven't really brought anybody else in, so I I don't know if it's more so, hey, Batty's going to get some work, or, hey, we're just saying this to not put any pressure on you. And um. Unfortunately for people with J.K. Dobbins, I think the Ravens are going to be able to run the ball just fine, whoever they have back there. My, my fear with Dobbins is even if he is there, like how much work does he get? Does he ease into it and then you're not getting – full J.K. Dobbins until week six. You know, at that point, like, maybe do you just put him on the pup list and have him miss four games since the NFL changed the rules on the pup? Um, my, my issue has always been that Gus Edwards is actually a really good, like, running back. He doesn't catch the ball well, but as as far as a pure runner, he's, he's a very good, like, running back. I mean, he's going to get work. So, that... Less more, less so for Dynasty. Well, I guess even for Dynasty, you got J.K. Dobbins in his second year, third year. So he's got to prove something this year for yep. his contract. You miss the whole second year. You show some flashes first year. I think this is a big year, and if he's already going to miss four games or something before he's, like, you know, f- quote-unquote back, like that could be a big hit for just a real-life contract-wise for, for him. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think the Ravens want to see that they can move on from, like, Gus Edwards, right? Yeah. They don't want to pay both of them. Yep. But 
if they're split in time and it's kind of back and forth, which I think is a very real possibility, like why would you <coughs> sign up for some big contract? Or do you just re-sign Gus, you know, on the cheap? So, or do you just take uh, Bishop? Or a new one. Yeah, yeah, just take Bijan in the first round. That would be kind of scary. <laughs> but, uh... Bijan running with Lamar. Yeah, that would be, oh, be I, awesome. I would be in hog heaven, <laughs> as long as they're not playing the Eagles. What else you got for us? So, the other one that I kind of wanted to talk about, Gronk retired today. Um, just so that we're all clear, he is the greatest tight end to ever live. Period. End of story. Yep, he's great. Um, so, so I, Brett, if you're thinking like, what about Travis Kelsey? No, he's not. What about Tony Gonzalez? No. Why not? None of them. None of them. They're all a tier below. What about Dallas Clark? Never in a million years. <laughs> what, what don't you like about Dallas Clark? Um, he went to Iowa. Okay. He played... With Peyton Manning, who is, he's, Peyton Manning, now that he's retired, is, like, kind of cool. Yeah. Like, you kind of like him. But, like, when he was playing, he was insufferable. Like, who needs five minutes to, like, get the offense set to run a play? Screw you, guy. I liked how he got after people. Like, I, like, I, can't, I did like that, yeah. I can't remember. He There was one story. I remember, him and, I remember him and Reggie Wayne getting into a screaming fight on the sideline. That was fun. Like, he didn't care who he was. Like, I'm going to tell you what it's No, and Reggie like. Wayne didn't care either. <laughs> <laughs> but. but then um, Deshaun Watson settled basically 20 of the 24 counts against him today. I just think that's more an indication that things are moving forward. Like we're going to get whatever the suspension is going to be for him, like sooner rather than later. I think they're just, okay, now it's time to move past everything be done. So what did, how did you feel about that being a newly acquired asset to your team? I kind of, I, I just kind of saw it coming when the grand jury basically threw out the criminal charges. I mean, now you're talking about misdemeanors for pretty much all the cases. There's only kind of one route to go. Like you either pursue a civil case where in some states you might only get three grand for a civil lawsuit and that, or you can get, you know, whatever he's going to pay to just make it go away. I thought it was interesting though. He's, he's said, I'm innocent. I haven't done anything wrong, but I'm also going to pay off these 20 people. So, I mean, I don't think that's, I don't think that's guilt or innocence. I think it's like, let's just move past whatever creepy, weird stuff happened. I mean, I don't think there's a ton of innocence on either side (laughs) in this case. (laughs) Well, that's all the news we have, right, Jacob? Yeah, pretty much. So we've got uh, here, I'm going to add to the stream, Patrick's going to join us. Patrick, what's going on? What's up, bud? Howdy. For, like, I've contacted you, but I've never seen you or heard your voice, so I honestly just thought you were, like, a burner account for for Grim. That's what I thought it was. It could be. It could. 
but there's some uh, there's some background collusion going on for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but then you didn't take many bears, so I was like, no way, no way is it, Graham? I took Mooney from him. Yeah. But that was so I had some trade bait. So what? You're a Buccaneers fan. What do you think about uh, Gronk retiring? I mean, he's done it before. We'll see what happens when the season rolls around. Yeah, it'll it'll come like, hey, playoff time, Gronk, I need you back. He's like, all right. Yeah, I mean, when Brady makes a phone call, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, we'll be okay without him. Just, I mean, it would, it would, last year, it wouldn't surprise me if he came back. Everybody's, you know, was just so amazed at the Rams, but they just conveniently forget that two of the Bucks O-line were beat to hell when we played the Rams and Brady still almost pulled it off. I mean, not to say, you know, the typical fan bullshit that, oh, we got screwed, but it's like, Brady is just so fucking good that if he's healthy, you always have a chance. Yep. I mean, sorry, Nate, but uh, the Falcons Super Bowl is a prime example of it. Kyle Pitts is about to have a great year while the Falcons win, like, two games. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll get we'll get started here with our, with our questions. So, Patrick, what was kind of, what was, first of all, your thought when Dennis had asked you to, to join the league and you kind of heard of what it is and, and things like that? And then kind of what was your strategy going forward? Yeah, I mean, it sounded interesting, but, like, honestly, I thought that it might kind of pull me into college a little more, but I just can't bring myself to care. I mean, there's just, there's way too many names and things to try to keep track of, and then you get super hyped about somebody, and then they burn out and you never hear from them again, and it's just, like, I don't know, it's it's just hard to put in all that effort so this is kind of turning into more of a Debbie thing for me where I'm grabbing guys that I'm hoping I can trade for immediate college production and then if they turn out good later cool maybe I'll trade back for them but so I was thinking about it it's like if you get a freshman and they do it in the future it's probably year five-ish before you're going to get anything good out of them on the NFL side. So I'm just going to keep grabbing guys that have hype and try to trade them for NFL guys. Um, I mean, that's my general strategy. Then, of course, there's exceptions to everything where there's always going to be somebody that's the new shiny guy that you have to go get and then most likely it's not going to work out, but that's how fantasy goes. Is there a guy on your college or NFL team that you're super excited about this year? I mean, I can't even remember who I have on Antrax at this point. <laughs> I'm hoping DJU gets his shit together. That's <laughs> one thing I'm really hoping happens. Yeah, they brought in Elite 11 champion and five-star Cade Klubnik and DJ or Dabo pulled I can't even remember what's his name but put in Trevor Lawrence so like if DJU doesn't start producing like I'm he 
could get pulled. So. Actually, the reality of those top programs is like there's always someone that's available to like replace you. Ohio State's gonna run into that a bunch. So if you draft an Ohio State quarterback, like you gotta be ready to deal with that. Ohio State yeah. quarterback, or like we just mentioned, all these wide receivers that are coming in, like <clears throat> you could draft an Ohio State wide receiver this year and next year they get jumped because they just brought in two five stars like yep so well then like the with the the new NIL and like the transfer rules it's gonna get messy quick it's gonna be messy every single year I mean you're gonna have guys that you're super excited about and then some big donor buys out somebody better and you're just hosed, and you hope that they go somewhere else they can do something for you. And that's the other thing is I think <clears throat> it's going to keep – like you got the Matt guys who are already going to probably stay there for four years, but, hey, maybe they – you know, your Sky Moores, like what if he would have got a deal that paid pretty well that, okay, I'll just do this again, or um, – Most of the teams in the country could have used Sky Moore. Or teams. I mean, it's just the reality. It's so like, like now you have this money you can throw at people. Why not? Like Brees Hall, go go take him from Iowa State. So I I also think that you have like the Power Five teams, and you have somebody who gets like around four grade as a running back. Well, hey, to weigh my options, do I just come back and try to make it better, get into a round three, round two, or, you know, see what I get for a contract as a, you know, round four, round five NFL running back? But it's, it's definitely manifesting itself because, like, you look at Alabama, who'd they go and get? They went and got this Georgia Tech running back, Jameer Gibbs, who they think is, like, all world, is a great running back. Guess what? They have really good running backs already on their roster. They, they're not going to play by the rules that like every other school has to. I mean, your elite schools are going to get whoever they want, most likely. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always like dominoes now too that go with it. Cause like, you know, I grabbed Dart late because you know I drafted young. I mean, to begin with, which I really liked your team. Like, I thought you drafted really well on the college side. Yeah, but, you know, it's like I was excited about Dart turning into something, and then he just basically got dropkicked out of USC as soon as Lincoln Riley went there. And I mean, that was annoying with the whole Caleb Williams crap, too, that dragged out. And it's like, come on, dude, we know where you're going. Yeah. It just, that was kind Cause, of annoying. Yeah, because then it's like, okay, Dart, where do I go? Am I, do I have a shot here? Do I not? And it's like, oh, Caleb Williams might come. He might not. I don't know. I think he, they they kind of did him dirty a little bit that way, but some yeah, coaches cool. are just assholes. But then, I mean, he ended up in Mississippi, which should be decent for him. But then, you know, it's just every one of those moves, you know, it just it just creates dominoes of people bouncing around all over the place. Because then, as soon as one guy gets kicked, then somebody in a in a little bit worse situation is going to try to grab that guy, and it's just going <laughs> to make a line of dominoes that who knows where it's going to end. Yep. Yep. So, let's see here. What's your what do you think your main weakness is on your NFL and your college team? 
Yeah, I mean, college, it's, I mean, I've made it pretty clear that I'm not trying to <laughs> put up any big <laughs> fantasy weeks. So really for college, what I'm worried about is that if I'm too aggressive trading guys, that I'm just going to end up with nothing. And if I don't continue to draft well to replace it, then I could be in big trouble in a couple years. So I'm hoping that I can just keep trading some NFL vets and try to keep building up some draft stock. But then hitting on those, like you mentioned in the chat today, you mentioned in the chat today, like, hey, Hopkins, I need some... I need some supplemental picks, but it's like, you know, you, you got a known commodity in Hopkins. We don't know how long he's going to continue playing, but, like, he's good, and when he does yeah. play, well, he's going to yeah. be great. And, and, I mean, and honestly, that's why, that's why I'm trying to get something, like, a decent price for him now, because I don't want to hold him through the suspension and then... Yep. For, the further get him on the downhill him, slide and then get nothing for him. The further you get out on anybody not playing, it's like their value all of a sudden tanks, which isn't necessarily true. But, but yeah, I think Nate actually did a good job of like trading to get younger on the NFL side because he knew like he he didn't have the college guys coming up, so he was trading you know guys like DeAndre Hopkins for okay, who are the you know rookie wide receivers? Or like your trade to get Christian Watson. You know, in the draft, it's like, yeah, let's trade some of these older assets to get a little bit younger. I think I actually think that's a viable strategy to keep relevant on the NFL side. Yeah, because I mean, I'm just I'm really trying to keep keep good turnover on the NFL side and try to trade, you know, year six, seven, eight guys that still have value for young guys coming in. Because even if I don't hit on all of them, if I get something out of them, yep. It, I'm hoping it should at least balance out, even if they don't turn into superstars. Well, one of the one of the things that I noticed year one is our waiver wire on the NFL side is absolute trash. There is nothing out there. <laughs> yeah. like, there's, there's, I can't like even find a guy to like fill your roster for the week. You it's, might have, it's, you might have got the the steal, Jacob, with getting a Geno Smith for zero dollars, one dollar. He could be a starting quarterback. I mean, he's a trash player, but like he has value right now. So yeah, I'm gonna. Hey now, I traded for Drew Locke, and there's gonna be a vicious camp battle. <laughs> <laughs> vicious interception, like every other play, camp battle. But uh. <coughs> but yeah, I guess as far as like NFL, I think I was trying to pull up my sleeper roster on my computer, but I'm not logged in. Um. But, like, for NFL, because I'm, I'm going pretty heavy on receivers because they just hold their value so much longer, especially now. I mean, you're lucky to get four years out of a running back at this point, the way the NFL is going. Because it's not – and it's not just that they have a short shelf life. It's that they're going towards, like, more and more committees. I mean, there's, there's the so many that are just all three-down guys. And, and even – even on those teams, you know, there's always that increased injury risk. So if you don't have a guy that can catch balls, like, I was excited about Edmonds. I was a little disappointed that they didn't use him with passing more in Arizona. And now he's in a mess in 
<laughs> yeah, they got like Miami. six running backs in Miami. I don't know yeah, what they're doing. It's, it's ridiculous. And even it's like I traded for Acres coming off the injury, and I'm excited about that. But, you know, I mean, who knows how many running backs the Rams are going to end up throwing out there. So even a guy on a high offense, I mean, unless you're getting touchdowns, it's kind of going to be, I don't know. It's just It just seems like there's so few top running backs. So I'd rather just go deep on receiver and play, you know, six or seven every week and just – throw somebody in the running back that can hopefully get me something and that's what i did like this last year like i literally only had like one running back and i had to play two of them and it was really hard but i full point ppr i mean granted the wide receivers are more variable but if i can get two or three to hit out of playing five flex and three wide receivers eight of them then hey i might do pretty well for that week yeah i mean and for me the big thing that i'm worried about with nfl is that i mean you know it's just it always happens with fantasy but it's like i know i have a very good team but i don't have that one guy that's gonna get me a 40 point week so i'm worried i'm gonna end up being like third or fourth on points every week and then drop games to guys that have you know big booms but, I mean, that's how it goes, but I don't have that one, like, knockout punch. So that could bite me. We'll see. I think I'll have a very, very high floor, but I don't think I have the ceiling that some of the other teams have. What What? Uh, what kind of team? I, I do think it's encouraging, like, with Acres on your team. I do think it's encouraging that he came off an Achilles and they still just gave him the ball. Yeah, and that's part of the reason. I, I, why I really don't think he's going to have that much competition. I don't. I think they do not like Daryl Henderson or you know whoever else they have. So, and it sounds like he's going to be fully ready to go for training camp too. So and that's part of the reason why I was happy to trade for him is because I mean he played last year after an Achilles yeah. at the beginning of the season. So even though it wasn't great, I mean he was on the field. So. Right. I mean, they're at least comfortable enough to put him out there, and then he's going to have the off season to get back to. I mean, they gave him more carries than Miles Sanders has ever seen. Then and then you went after that Green Bay uh, backfield. So you got that? Yeah, yeah, that was kind of weird. It just ended up with both <laughs> of them. Which honestly, I could probably play both of them every week and be pretty happy with it for a while anyway. So inter- especially if it takes if it takes the receivers some time to get going, it might be heavy with Jones and Dylan early. I think they're going to use Jones a lot in like slot and have Dylan as. Just- I actually think Jones benefits the most from Devontae Adams going to Las Vegas. I think Rogers is going to pepper him. I can't remember what the exact threshold was, but I heard it um, earlier in the week. But I think it's. In a backfield in the last decade, that two running backs have over 200 touches. Those running backs always finish top 24. So you have a running back two, two of them, two running back one, something like that for the last decade. It's And there's been like, I think, five or six occurrences of it can't remember the names off the top of my head. But. I mean, there was a couple years with the Saints that Kamara and Ingram were just no-brainer. 
Yep, so really good to have fantasy. I th- I think that those tandems I think you can play them both, especially how deep we are, um and and like what you get. And now I think you're almost required to have guys that can catch at least some of those dump offs, especially with the full point. Because, like, I mean, those little cheap three yard dump offs just. I hate when I'm playing against somebody getting those points because it just adds up, man. Or my, my thing is. You get like five or six receptions for like 12 yards, and it's like, god damn it, dude. I won, I won a full PPR Dynasty League. And I started J.D. McKissick every single game, every single week. It was just because he was catching seven balls a game. Yeah, that's why I think... Seven balls, 30 yards. I think <laughs> I prefer half point for that reason, that those little yep. cheap dump-offs are just so brutal and full point if you don't have those guys getting those. The Like, if the guy's running an actual route, then, yeah, full point makes sense, but... When it's just, I'm going to leak out the backfield and just get behind the defensive lineman and then catch this stupid ball. Like, yeah, whatever. And I, I do, I wonder if there's going to be, as fantasy gets more mature, if there's going to be more nuance to the scoring in the future. I've seen, because, like, I've seen like, some especially, leaks. Especially, you know, like with the Mahomes Tyree Kill stuff when he's like, oh, Mahomes, 60 yard touchdown. It's like, no, he threw it four yards and Hill ran. 55 and then Mahomes gets 12 points for fantasy purposes it's I've seen a couple leagues that do half point PPR and then point one points for each yard and then extra for first downs so you get bonus points if like getting a catch or a rush that gives your team a first down is more important than one that you don't get it. I mean, not saying that, like, a first and ten and you run for four yards isn't important, but um, I think those are nuances that are interesting. Or tight end premium leagues just in general I kind of find interesting since they give a little bit more value. Um, But it doesn't really matter because then they're all on the same scale, so it's like it's just getting more points. and, And that's where, like... I prefer, like, four-point touchdown passing also because all it really does is make rushing quarterbacks a little bit less valuable because you don't get that extra little bonus points. But so I think, it just I think kinda, it's, it does level out the quarterbacks, but it also brings down those guys like Cam or Lamar a little bit. But. And I, th- I think you in a super flex league, because then it makes – Quarterback two is like more important. It's like, hey, whatever. I got a statue back there. Tom Brady, like he's not going to rush for a whole bunch, but like, hey, right. it still gives him value. Yeah, but I mean, it's like you know when everybody gets the six points. So if you have a guy that can get you, you know, two touchdowns every week as your second quarterback, then you're fine. Yep. So yeah, I don't. I just think it just kind of. It kind of levels out everything. Those guys that have the extra rushing ability, it just brings them down to be on the same level as the statues, which, I mean, you still get the points for the rushing yards, so it does make a difference, but it just does not bring as big. Yeah. Yeah, that, that gap between 
quarterback two versus quarterback six isn't as big. Um, so Patrick, what are the best ways to get trades done with you? Do we need to get your phone number? Do we need to put um, reach out DM on on Sleeper? Do you, are you on Facebook? What are the best ways to to get trades done? Um, I don't really have a great answer for that. I mean, for the most part, like, I don't know. It just, it kind of feels like if there was just, if we just had a little bit more open conversations, because, like, I I don't know, it's just just doing stuff and, like, text messages and, like, hey, I like that guy. It's just, it's hard to get an actual conversation going, because... You know, somebody sends a trade and then it's like, oh, that's a crappy trade, decline. Or, I don't know, just... That's one of the things where when we're that's all... That's probably me. That's probably me just throwing trades out there all the time. Well, it's 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 just it's just the nature of it being, yep. you know, just like an online-only thing. It's just hard to have an actual conversation to see where people are at. Would it be, so would it be helpful if, like... We won't put it on the podcast here, but, like, in the chat, if you put your phone number or something like, hey, like, give me a call, like, text me this, and then, like, hey, we can talk sometime, because me and Dennis have been over this, like, he gives me offers, and I'm, like, this is trash, and I text him, but then, like, in the nuances of being a parent and whatnot, like, I'll send something, and then I don't look at my phone for an hour or two. And then, like, he sends something, and then I take it out of context, and then he takes whatever I said out of context, and then, like, then all of a sudden we're mad about something that neither one of us, like, really said, and it's like, okay, we just need to talk, because me and Dennis, like, suck at communicating anything with text messages. Yeah, well, and, like, a lot of times what I have trouble with, it's not that, like, that I'm not open to trade people, but, like, when I get an offer that I don't like... I don't know what a reasonable counter is that the other person won't feel the same way about, you know? It's like, so if I get an offer I don't like, I'll click the counter button, and then I stare at their roster, and I'm like, I don't even know what to offer to try especially, to... Especially, like, introducing college players. Like, it is it is brutal. Like, if you want well, to mix it, NFL and college, it... That's the other piece. Why Part of the reason why I haven't been trying to push trades lately, because, like, it's so hard to look at college and NFL and try to make a reasonable value. And you have no idea what the other person, how they're valuing their players either. So it just, it just makes it awkward. And I don't, I mean, there's not really like a silver bullet to fix it, but it would help if everything was in one format or one place. Yeah, that would help a that, lot. That would. If, I if Sleeper got to the point where they had a CT, C2C setting where you could just see everybody's both sides in one spot, that would help a lot. But it would be awesome. I, I've, stru- I've struggled so much to like send out fan tracks trades. Yeah, like, I'll, trade I'll, I'll, I'll forget to hit like garbage. I wanted to include this, you know, draft pick or whatever. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's just like oh, and then all of a sudden I'm just asking the world of somebody else and not offering anything. And it's, it's like, hey, look at this asshole Jacob. He wants me to give yeah, give I'm him this guy for nothing. I mean, it's, it's awkward to send him, and then it's buried in, like, three tabs deep, and then 
if you don't look at it right away, then you forget that it's there. Because, like, I had a trade sitting there. I don't remember. It might have been from you, Jacob. It's like, you said, hey, I sent you a trade. And then, like, I forgot to look at it. And then when I got on Fantrax, like, two weeks later, I was like, oh, whoops, this has just been sitting there. And I forgot about it. And it's, I don't it's just... It'd be nice if there was a better. You want to yeah. you want to talk okay. about something that's difficult. Okay, I'm Luke, real quick. <coughs> I don't know what's going on with Sleeper and Fantrax, but I don't think there's a single manager in this league that gets notifications for both. Like I have my notifications on for Sleeper, I don't get notified on anything. Huh. Sometimes I, mean? I sometimes I, I have to, to sometimes I have to like delete the app. And then add it back, and then I get notifications. I, there's, I, there's a glitch in Sleeper. I had the same thing. There's actually a setting in there that says to, like, if you go, I can't remember exactly where it is, but there's there's a place in the settings that specifically is about that. It says, like, if you click this button, it'll try to, like, reset it. And I think that worked for me. But, yeah, I've had that problem, too, where it just doesn't show anything no matter what you have checked. Because I, I, I did it a while where... I didn't get any fan tracks notifications, but now all of a sudden I, I don't know what I did, but now I'm getting them. So I'm like, all right, cool. But, uh, if you talk about trades being hard, try setting up the league and everything like all of that behind the curtain stuff. Like that is a bear to try to figure out. So I can imagine (laughs) it's just. It's, I mean, it's just a fucking old system that just is a pain in the ass. And, like, when I listened, I listened to that, uh, the podcast with, was that Brian that you guys had on there? Brandon. Brandon. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, like, what he was saying is, like, oh, yeah, they wait till, like, September to get rid of the NFL players. I'm like, they're in fucking training camp. What the hell are you talking about? They're like, playing next week. It's not like they're suddenly going to decide to come back for another you know, a super senior year, like, yeah, that that was the other thing we talked about on one podcast is like, this is the only forum that has college fantasy. So it's like, why get better if no one else is coming to play? Yeah. Cause I mean, like I I tried to go through there to start like looking at guys for the (laughs) supplemental and it's like, I'm just like, I can't even begin to figure out who's even available. Cause it just lists, you know, pages of guys that, aren't in college anymore yeah that is very difficult and especially for me when i don't know the college side at all it's like impossible and even if you like google a player there's nothing it's so hard to find information on college guys the other part that makes it hard is the covid year so in my one of my other leagues that i'm in i dropped a guy because he was gonna that he was a senior but actually he was a reg he had like two more years of eligibility because of COVID and something else. I was like, oh, that would have been great because I just dropped a really good player. So awesome. This is definitely a, a tough learning curve. But um, so I guess getting back to the trades and, and how to get stuff done for you, it's just like, hey, so if I, if I send you something – Cause we had a we had a pretty good dialogue with the Christian Watson one. Like it took like two days or so, but there was like some back and forth. Cause that was like you said, that was kind of hard, and you know life happened. So you yeah, don't always get don't, you don't, don't always really... get text messages. You know, I don't get to look at them right away all the time. And I know you're busy with 
multiple kids. Yeah, I think I think texting would help because that's that's just easier to keep track. You don't get stuff like lost in in the apps or whatever. So yeah, I can definitely I'll post my number. Um, Are you? Do you have? facebook or anything or are you just no no okay. i got discord and reddit's the only social media type stuff i have okay yeah and if you... i just use for games so yeah if you drop your number in there and um we'll try to get like everybody to drop their number just so you can like have everybody like hey i got this random number who is this um, that's a good idea yeah and that way like everybody in the league can have everybody's number we probably only won't get Brett's number because he probably won't listen to this podcast and he probably won't check the chat. So we'll see. He's gonna come on. He's gonna come on and do this here in a couple weeks. So we'll He'll see log that. on once it's time for him to pick. Yeah. In the supplemental draft. After somebody tells him he's on the clock, <laughs> and then he waits a day. But uh, yeah, because that that kind of works. Is like, hey, you know, knowing your vision, it's like, hey, I want. I want Debbie guys or NFL guys, and I'll trade you other stuff. But if I'm going to trade you, you know, young Debbie guys, and I want some NFL guys, and if I'm going to trade you like older NFL guys, I want you know some supplemental picks or something like that. Does that sound about right? Yeah. So, yeah, for the most part. So yeah, it's kind of getting to know you know that strategy, and that's kind of part of. This these podcasts is getting to hear you know other people like tweet says he wants to get younger and kind of build through the college side, which obviously just takes longer because then you got to wait for everybody. So yeah. Um, let's see here. What else do we got? Um, are there any guys you're kind of targeting or willing to trade away? We talked about Hopkins. Um, anybody else that you're looking to to move, or I think Hopkins, Hopkins is the biggest name that I'd definitely be willing to give up. I mean, because that's where I'm kind of in just a little bit of an awkward spot. It's like there's guys that I want, but I don't want to give up enough to get them at this point. Yep. How many times has how many times has Dennis reached out for for Hopkins already? None. Oh, okay. I figured, not for Hopkins. I figured he... Oh, not for Hopkins. Ooh, what do we got? What do we got? Who does he uh, want? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've talked to him for a couple weeks, actually. Okay. Would you entertain 2023 picks? Supplemental picks for Hopkins? Yeah, I would definitely consider it. Nice. Um, I'm sure... I might be interested in, I might be interested in sending you something. And then I'm sure Nate, after he hears this, I'm sure he will also send something. Nate's a trade and fool. Yeah, I just I the feel like he hears somebody's interested, like he's just on it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? I'll give you half the team. <laughs> just like with the way that our league is set up, it's just it's just it's harder to get something done because we're not. It's not. We don't all have the same goal because, you know, in, in a typical league, okay, yeah, it's a redraft league, so we're all trying to win this year, and there's no other options. <laughs> so I think that's why it just – for this league, it's like we have to have more of an open conversation to get stuff moving. The, the other thing is having realistic thoughts on your team. Like, there are yep. some teams out there that are 
pretenders who we have owners that think they are contenders and it's yeah. hard to get it like, it's hard to get a deal done it's like you need to realize what you have and like hey this is a rebuild i need to do this and the longer you hold on the harder that rebuild is going to be you know going forward but i mean i know every year is a new year i've got a chance but i mean i embraced i embraced losing in the nfl side last year like i sold about everything I was surprised how much you turned around, though. You have some really good receivers. I I was also, for two wins last year, I feel like I turned that team around pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, so. and that's what I kind of, I started second-guessing some of the trades I was talking to you about because I wasn't paying attention to everybody else's trades, and I was like, God damn, this dude has half the fucking first round. I don't want to <laughs> give him anything else. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's what everybody else did. I mean, I ended up with, like, six... Yeah, it's more than half right now. <laughs> six yeah, of the first ridiculous. ten. I'm, just like, I'm happy with our individual trades, but then when I looked at fan tracks, I was like, God damn it, this motherfucker's taking the whole first round. Heck yeah. Now, after I listened to that, or after we did that interview with Brandon, it's like, I got me second-guessing on a couple, couple guys in the first round, so... Me too. Yeah, well, that's, that's another thing I want to talk about. If Let's see. Sorry, let me just hit this last question. As far as guys that I'm targeting, it's like, honestly, like, Jamar Chase is really the only guy that I want to sell out for. Just It always seems like it's on Luke's team every time there's somebody <laughs> I really want. That, that was what, when, well, what, there's one conversation you're like, Hey, it was Sky Moore. There was somebody that you're like, you know what? Every time I want something, it's on your team. <laughs> no problem. But let's see here. So, Jacob, with Patrick gone here, what are you thinking about getting uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Think some 2023 picks is gonna get it done for you? Before Nate I mean, comes I know, in? I know I have the picks that I could get it done with just doing the picks. Yeah. Well, I don't know that. Like, I, I don't know what he wants, but... Should try I it. I like DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And when he plays, like... I, I'm a big fan of, like... If a guy has not declined on the field of play, I don't care. So, you can talk about injuries, you can talk about the suspension, you can talk about his age. The dude lights it up when he's on the field from the last I've seen. So, yeah, I like DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe I don't, maybe, like, his, I don't like his fashion. <laughs> maybe maybe we get a, a trade done, another one on, on air. Eh, probably not on air. I've got to look at it. Okay. Oh, Patrick might come back. I don't know. Lights have changed. Maybe he's got one of those clap-on, clap-off lights. We're not sure. But all right. Oh, we got a special guest. Who's this? Oh uh, yeah, it's Trevor. What up, Trev? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> he has to wear a brace for his club feet, so he doesn't sleep very well. Gotcha. So we end up taking turns holding him at night. Rough. We did that with my son until he was about six months old, and man. I, I had, like, the weirdest, like, neck cramps. Like, just from yeah, holding all night. It's weird. It's because, like, 
I feel like they figured out it's because, like, your shoulders are, like, tense from, like, holding them, and then it just travels up the back of your neck. Yep. I mean, we kind of... I end up sleeping with him in the chair a lot. It sucks, but there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. He just can't get comfortable with his brace on. Yep. So... So figures it out eventually and starts sleeping better. But. So with uh, guys that you're targeting, you're looking at um, Jamar Chase being that big one, kind of give you that stack with Joe Burrow, kind of like what you talked about of, hey, that kind of gives me that bigger ceiling, right? Yeah. Anybody else that you're kind of looking looking to target? I mean, that's, that's really the big one, because like I was saying, it's like, there's other guys that I want, of course, but I don't know that I'm willing to pay the price to get them, so, yep. and like, like, I was, like I was saying, it's like, when I look at like the projections for a lot of these guys, I'm like, I don't see that happening, because like I said, like, I feel like my team, I have a really, really high floor, so I just, I want to get that one guy that can really put up a huge number because I'm well I'm my main goal is to get every position to be in like a 12 to 15 point range every week yeah yep. getting double digit points is, is pretty big I think Ian proved that here this last year like when I'm looking at Chase I'm looking at I've got what a 22 year old top wide receiver like you mentioned their shelf life is a lot longer, so you're with a young quarterback. It's like, okay, if I trade Jamar Chase, I'm hoping to get a Jamar Chase production out of whatever, two, three spots, but then it, you know, then it helps with the depth, but then if I ever trade with for just, like, college stuff, then it's like, hey, I hope this guy turns out to what I already have, so why... Why trade right. it? Yeah. So those those are like the hard parts for me. That's really yeah, like elite elite players are gonna cost a ton on the college side. Like if you're elite in the NFL, you better get ready to pay a premium for whatever this player is. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I'm kind of. I feel like I'm kind of stuck a little bit at this point because it's like I don't want to give up half my team to get one guy and then end up with nothing. <laughs> yep. Yep. With, you know, not enough depth, so it's kind of I'm kind of in an awkward spot. Cause like I'm I'm confident that I will score good points every week, but when it comes to you know end of the season championship time, I don't think I'm gonna have the knockout to keep up with some of the guys that can put up a forty point week. Who are you know, like, we'll who are who are some know. NFL teams that you're like trying to size up. Like you said, you're probably like that top three, four, you know, weekly score. Who are some of those teams that you're looking to to outgun? Um, let me, can you guys still hear me? Yep. Okay. I got to look up Sleeper on my phone because I'm not logged in on my computer. Sure. Um, yeah, because like, I think, I think you, Luke, you really did a good job turning it around because you got a lot of really good receivers that are going to put up some points. That was also part of strategy. Everyone went 
running back in like you know in that first four rounds and I didn't I don't think I took a running back Chase Edmonds was my first running back I think in round nine or something like that so when everybody else you also, was, you, you also got pretty lucky yeah. I mean that Jamar Chase goes on to have the season that he had all that kind of stuff yeah like we knew he was gonna be good we didn't realize he was gonna put up 1400 yards as a rookie yep yeah who knows yeah, maybe that's even, his best season who knows Maybe I'm I missing. Mean, it's, even like, it's like when Kirk Cousins goes, what really happens with Justin Jefferson? I know he's a good receiver, but you go to the wrong situation and all of a sudden you're a thousand yards instead of 1,400 or 1,600. And yeah. Patrick, you still there? I think we lost Patrick. Back. Sorry. Oh, all right. Cool. So, what are some? Yeah. What are some of those? Teams? I was trying to look at the rosters, and it looked like my phone closed the streaming thing. Okay. Um, I should have logged into my computer ahead of time, but oh well. <laughs> That's all right. It's fine. Yeah, there's a couple. I can't remember actually on the roster, I, but yeah, I do think Sorry. posting everybody's like phone numbers just so that you can reach out to whoever if you're interested in a player in the future. I think that's a really good idea, though. Just because I sometimes I don't know how to get to get a hold of certain people. Like I haven't I haven't met you, Patrick, you know, in person or anything like that. And so, yeah, yeah. it just opens up the line of communication. I wish I could remember. I guess I could just reset my password while we're talking. <laughs> it's it's all right. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Um, you said you, you've got into to three supplemental names. Um, do you want to give us all your supplemental names now? Or <laughs> are there are there any guys that you kind of have your eye on? And if, if you don't want to answer the question, that's that's okay since you haven't got too far into. Yeah, well, because, and really, I mean, part of the reason why I don't really want to throw names out there isn't so much that I'm scared they're going to get poached because, I mean, 2-5 is my highest right now, so. I mean, you know, whatever Good falls ch- to me, but I'm going to get. Yeah. But the main thing with it is that since I just don't know how to value anything in this format for the long term, like, I have no idea. Like, even the guys that I'm looking at, I have no idea if they're going to go second. I don't know if they're going to go in the eighth round. I have no idea. It's just. That also is hard because there's no, like, set. ADP across, you know, like ESPN, things like that, that people can easily look at that aren't behind paywalls, that it's just like, hey, I did my research, I like this guy, I'm going to take him here. I could be in another league, and that guy doesn't get drafted at all. And it's just like, it's plant your flag season. Like, I watched this guy, I like this guy, I'm going to take him, and then when he makes it to the NFL... I can say, look at who I liked back in, you know, four years ago. Yeah, and I mean, my basic strategy, like, I don't use Twitter, but I listen to several different podcasts, and then I pick out names that show up on everybody's list and look at them closer and then kind of make my list that way. So, I mean, there's always going to be a hundred guys that I've never heard of that are probably going to be better than anybody that I 
pick up on, <laughs> but I have no idea how to compare it to what anybody else is looking at, or or even if I need to worry about taking them because you know maybe there's guys that you guys aren't aware of that are going to slip through. You know, I just have no idea how to. That made even that made the initial draft really hard. It was like, oh, I really like this guy, but I don't know how anybody else values him, so I'm going to just skip him and see if I can get another round's value. Well, and the, re- the reality is, like, no one was on to Sean Tucker. But now he's, like, a top five running back coming up through college. I mean, no one was, like, saying that this guy is going to go for 1,500 yards as a freshman. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. No one, everybody hated Kenneth Walker. No. So, yeah, there's, I mean, you're, you basically, you take the NFL player pool, and then you, what, 10 exit? Like, you make it 10 times bigger, and then you're like, go find your studs. Okay. Well, I mean, and like, there's, there's schools that I've never even heard of that, you know, guys are, but like, you listen to these podcasts, and they're like, oh yeah, I've been watching film on this guy from Jackson State Southeast, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? And then we'll, yeah. or they'll like rattle off like five names, and I'll like try to like remember a couple of them, and then I can't spell them, and I'm like, I don't know who the hell any of these people are. Well, I will say, if you ever have a question, or like, hey, what do you think about this player? I will. If you ask me, I will give you my honest opinion. I won't hide anything. I want this. We're doing this to try to make the league as competitive as possible. Brought on Brandon to, you know, give us some of those college names. Um, so people, if they want to attack the college side and, and not worry too much about the Debbie aspect. And then we got Colin coming on next week to talk about the Debbie guides and and looking at our player pools on who's who's Debbie there and and some incoming freshmen. So the the main the main point here is to make this league as competitive as possible and and help everybody out cuz last year was our first year and you know, we did the best we can but there's room for improvement. So if you ever have a question on a player, feel free to reach out and I'll, I'll give you my honest opinion. Not saying my opinion is right, but I'll probably have an opinion. And I'm That's sure Jacob, Jacob's the same way. Yeah, if I don't have an opinion on a player, then I'll probably just go look at whatever they weigh, and then I'll tell you my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I'm kind that's of... How I, that's how I boil down the recruiting process. It's like, okay, I'm only looking at running backs that are this size, and then that's what I look at. But yeah, I also don't have time to like actually watch tape on hundreds of players. I don't. I mean, I think I'm just... I, I mean, I'm sure it was more luck than anything else, but I should have probably held on to some of the receivers that I, that I traded, but it's like I have Booty, Quentin Johnson, Addison, and... Yeah, you were loaded. There was one more. That, yeah, if I had hold, held on to all of them, eventually it probably would have been... Beast team, but you know, so I don't know. I think I'm probably just gonna keep hammering receivers and quarterbacks and hope it works out. I will say, based on this conversation and based on how I saw your draft, 
like, I'm just amazed with the team that you ended up with because you're like, I don't really know. And I thought your draft was awesome in the sense of, like, all the Devi people. Like, you know, DJU was supposed to be this great, you know, great quarterback. I mean, he kind of fell on his face last year. But, like, I, I have – whatever you did for that draft, I think if you just replicate it, because, like, it's top to bottom really good. Like, well, like, in, in a way, it might help me that I don't have opinions on any of these guys because literally all I did was find, like, six or seven lists and then just went through the guys that showed up in on all of them and then just picked out the guys that I liked, the size and speed, and <laughs> it kind of worked out. I don't know if I can... It, it definitely worked it. out. Yeah. Like, Quentin Johnston is, like, the one that I missed out on. Like, he's the one that I really want right now. And and even with that one, like, I traded him to get the guys that are coming in the league now because it's like, could he be better? I don't... Was that Sky Moore, I think? Uh, was it, yeah. Was uh, him and, I don't remember if it was Sky Moore or if it was Christian Watson. Or Watson, one of the two. But either way, like, in the NFL he could easily outperform one of those guys, but I'd rather take the NFL guy now, and yep. hopefully they do something the rookie year. If not, year two will have a better idea and just try to keep going at it that way. And, I mean, I might regret it in the future, but that's <coughs> the other thing about this league is that it's like, it's going to take a couple years for anybody to know if their strategy is even working because no I mean, it's essentially just a yeah. dynasty draft right now. It's not even a C2C yet. And no one's even going to remember like the trades that actually led to your team looking this way. Other than maybe Luke who writes them down. But Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it'll be fun to look back on much later in time. It's like, hey, remember when this happened? But anyways. Yeah, but I think for, at least for me, there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about with you guys, too. It's like, the only thing that I'm kind of worried about with this league, it's like, I'm, I am enjoying it so far, and I think eventually I'll start diving more into the college stuff. But the only thing that I'm worried about is that as it matures, is that there's some guys that aren't putting in as much research that could start being at real disadvantages the longer this goes because I think this this format the longer it goes the more it's going to advantage the people that are able to find those sleepers and and guys that nobody else has heard of so that's the only thing that's like I'm a little worried that at some point somebody's going to get sick of being at the bottom and it could make some things a little messy, but we'll ask. We'll ask Grim. I think that's definitely you know, like, like for me. That's definitely something that is a reality and could happen. I I do think it was encouraging to have Brandon on on the last time, and basically he's calling out all these different college players that we're just not even thinking about or don't have rostered currently. So I right. think you can, at minimum, you can win the college side if you leverage that 
and go after college professors. Even with that, you know, if there's only half of us that listen to it, and the first six rounds, those guys are gone, I don't know. I mean, it might not matter, but that's the only thing that I'm a little worried about, because I don't want to be in a league where people are just fucking spouting off at each other every other week, and it's just, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for like, smack you know, Put in a little bit of money, have fun, gives you something to do during football, but it's like if people start getting personal and nasty, it's like I don't want any part of it. Yeah, I don't think you have to really worry about this group. I mean, I I go after Graham, but that's just because I've known him, like, forever. So it's just, I mean, and, like, this whole group, I, like, went to high school with everybody except for Nate I went to college with, and then than you and and Dennis brought you along because he said that you you know hey I'm I'm in a dynasty league with him and you know I I was looking for people that I like their strategy like like Nate and Corey I brought from my dynasty league because Nate likes to trade and Corey does some trading but he is like his process that he does and with our startup I really like how he went about it and there's like strategic thinking it's not just like willy-nilly so i tried to be mindful of when i put the league together like okay like people's got a strategy because this is a big strategy game it's like okay this is what i want to do and like sometimes you know like for tweets like hard to do a trade with tweet because like hey i want to build up from the college side and i want to see if this works so that means like I can't really make any big trades because I want to see if my process works. And, like, I have I did that, but then I kind of blew some of it up once I got Zeke. I was like, okay, well, I didn't want second contract running backs, but now Zeke only has, what, one year left? I don't know, two years, maybe three? I don't know, Like, but I don't have time to yeah, fi- figure it out. I can't even remember what I got back for that trade. I know it was Zeke and Ridley for something, but I don't even remember what it was. It was, I think it was Pick... No, was it Pickens? No. It was... Jacob, you probably know. You were probably angry. Probably. Um, I don't know. Sky Moore and A.J. Dillon. Yeah, it was Sky Moore. Sky Moore and A.J. Dillon. That makes sense. See, like, and even with that one, like, Zeke, there's a reasonable chance that he's going to have a couple more solid years, but I just think Pollard's going to keep eating into it, so it's like, I'm happy to ship him out, and you know, if the guy I get back doesn't work out, so be it. It's just, I'd rather trade these vets when they still have some value than wait for them to just be dropped for nothing. Better a year too early than a year too late because also like if I trade a guy a year early and you get production from him like it's it's all a a big what if game like if I trade with Jacob and then that guy like busts the next year Jacob's going to be like well I don't know if I want to do that with Luke again Versus, like, hey, I did this trade and, like, he produced for a year or two more years. Like, all right, I feel like I got the best of Luke. I'm going to – I feel like I can do that, like, partnership again. While it could be – like, could just be, you know, it's straight luck. But it's just this weird perception that, that we play. And then, you know, I reached out later, like, hey, are you interested in Ridley? And you're like, 
I'm out. Like, I'm not... I don't think he plays ever again. Well, I bought, and I'm like, I think he does play again. So it's just like finding that right mixture of people right. you're in on versus you're out on. Like, if I'm out on a player and you're trying to sell me that player, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Like, it could be a great deal, but I'm just, nah, I, I don't want that person. Well, I mean, that's the only way that that Stroud-Deshaun Watson trade gets done. Because Nate was ready to move on from Deshaun Watson, and I'm like, he's still a top-five quarterback if he's playing, so I'll do it, you know? I hate this Watson stuff. <laughs> I do too, but I like <laughs> I like winning fantasy leagues. No, I, I don't I don't blame you. It's just... Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I don't want to get really into it, but what... At the very just, least, it's very creepy behavior. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get super into it, but, like... Some weird shit happened. I mean, a normal fucking person does not fly in, you know, 50 women or whatever it was for private massages. That's not fucking normal behavior. Or, no, and or the, to act like they're there for massages is also kind of crazy. Or, like, yeah. when you do have, like, a prof- you're a professional athlete and you want somebody taking care of your body, like, hey, I'm, whatever, I've broken out, like, year two, like... I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm here. Maybe I reach out to, like, Tom Brady. Like, who are some, like, people that you trust with your body type thing? Or, like, Russell Wilson, who spends all this money on his body to keep, like... There are other people that can, like, guide you in a direction that you don't have to... I need to test out these 60 people to see if I... That's... That's what makes it so uncomfortable for me. It's not that he's flying people in, it's like... Yeah, I mean, you're an elite athlete. It's like, if you find that person that you think, you know, gets you where you need to be, great. But it's just, like, the number of them, it's just, like, this is icky. Yeah. Just Definitely. It just feels very predatory. And he seems like a hardcore narcissist when he's in those press conferences being like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. Everybody loved it. It was awesome. Look. And then his fucking jackass lawyer, like... <laughs> Why would you continue to talk about an ongoing case if you're a lawyer? Just, like you, you know it doesn't end well. Like it, I mean, never, they it doesn't matter what he said, it was going to be bad. They publicly admitted that there were sexual conduct, and then they're still trying to play it off like like there was nothing wrong. It just uh, it's gross. But because he's young and rich, it'll go away like it always does. It's just. Yep. Yep. He's a, he's a gross guy, but we are happy to have him on the team. Well, what what disgusts me more than anything <laughs> is the shit that the fucking Browns did to get him. That's fucking disgusting. Like, they that's did not do their due diligence. They had no idea about these other like four or five cases or whatever. They had no well, idea. What what did they they gave him like the contract where like the first year he gets like a thousand dollars because they're expecting a suspension? Like that's just fucking disgusting. The, the Browns will do anything to be relevant. They've missed yeah. enough on quarterbacks. They're like, fuck it, we're <laughs> we're we're doing it. Like we've been we've been shit for so long. Like, I don't even care. Like we'll we'll trade our soul to get a quarterback. They so, did. Yeah, they they sure did. <laughs> so we'll see how that turns out. Um, well. Patrick, is there anything else uh, 
that you you have we had kind of all of our questions get answered do you have anything for us um i don't think so i mean i was just i wasn't sure how how up are you on on uh the sleeper stuff that i keep seeing announcements popping up do you have any idea what sleeper is planning for future so all I know is that there's something about like 22 things that's yeah popping I, I up. I'd see those pop up because it would be awesome if they added college because even if it wasn't a great system, just having everything in one spot would be really nice. I, so I do know I do know that like the rules have changed where basically they can sell college data to companies now. Like some there's something something happened where Sleeper could go and purchase the data. The data is going to be expensive, and they're going to have to make a huge investment in the infrastructure of the app to probably be able to house all the data because you're talking about so many more players and stats and all that kind of stuff. But if they want to double down, that'd be awesome. Because I, I really like Sleeper as like a platform to do fantasy football on. I like it way more than ESPN. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird like I don't use it on the computer very often but I think sleepers sucks on the computer I don't use it very often there's only it's, just, it's set up it's set up to be an app yeah I think yeah, the app is a lot better and I have to to like change some roster stuff and to do ads and drops like when we had all the rookies come in like I had to do that all on a computer I couldn't do that on my phone which I thought was super annoying but um, I, I don't know the exact dollar amount, but I'm hearing it's like at at least like three million dollars to do something like that um, for infrastructure and data, like at least three million. So that's you, actually not as bad as I was thinking it would be. So yeah, well, I mean, data is relatively cheap at this point. I think the bigger problem with college is just that on the college level it just the infrastructure doesn't exist the way it does in the NFL because like I mean the NFL the data is just insane like how much information they put out and like you know there's all these other companies that that aggregate everything and put out their grades and everything like I listen to a lot of PFF stuff and it's not necessarily because I think that they're like the best it's just convenient that they have like everything <laughs> their, their stats are by far the best i mean and yeah and i mean it's just it's crazy how much it, how much easier it is to get information on the nfl side of things and especially like with injuries like man there yeah was so good luck times, finding anything on the college oh, level God. i'm glad fantrax has that sub thing like, there was a couple times when I had my lineup set, and then, like, I checked it on, like, Monday, and they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, this guy didn't play. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there's not even, like, a flag, nothing. It's just like, oh, yeah, he was hurt. I'm like, what yeah. is this? Is yeah, that'll be that? good, because I'm not even going to vote for it. Like, I'm just going to put it in. And there's, there's two options. It's either, like, a best ball where it's, like, your best – person just goes in which i'm not gonna do that one it's gonna you're gonna rank your players so hey this person got out like this would be my first um i thought we were voting not on that one <laughs> oh we were voting i want the best ball no i don't want to have to look into this yeah 
I'm going to have to make you do a little bit of work. It's not just like, hey, I got this guy got hurt, so I just get the best of the best on my bench. Because then I'll just crush all of you. Not true. <laughs> but even with, like, like voting on, like, changes for, like, college stuff, it's like, I feel like a lot of us don't, aren't comfortable enough to even know what, like, a reasonable change is. Because, like, what that Brandon dude was, like, talking about changing, like, making, like, waivers, because there's so many people on the waivers, it's like, well... If none of us know who's worth picking up, then what difference is that going to make? It's just going to make certain teams way, way stronger than everybody else. And kind of the guys up on it. I do, I do like the idea of increasing the amount of waivers we have. I don't necessarily agree that we should do it weekly. Like I, mean, I, I would be for like three, like either three waivers at like set time points, or like four waivers, and you get to use them whenever you want but you only get four of them so you can use them all at the beginning or wait till the end it's kind of up to you because i mean that that just basically means that you're gonna have four turnover spots in your roster which last year i could have easily replaced like probably eight people plus injuries are gonna happen so yep you can just you know you don't even have to drop somebody just move them to the injury reserve you put them in but kind of like what circling back to what you said like earlier in the podcast of hey Devi guys well having only a certain amount of picks there's still like there are plenty of Devi guys like a Cedric um, Tillman and A.T. Perry and Isaiah Nayor they're they're in there that we can get in the draft so even if we miss like and because it's such a big pool this year like well, now there's going to be some freshmen, some other guys that pop off that we'll be able to get next year, and it's only going to keep making that pool better to choose from. So, like, hey, I can get some Debbie guys. I I think that's what if we kind of keep it along the same, or just you know just add one more waiver uh, period during the year. I just think I think weekly yeah, would be like complete overkill. I mean. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind the. I wouldn't mind going to three because the other thing that's nice about it is that, especially with. I mean, I. I know you can obviously make the argument that, you know, if you miss out, too bad. But it's like we all have lives, and I would like this to like stay competitive. So if there's less waivers, then you have to be. Yep. If there's a guy you want, you got to put a hundred in, or you're not getting them. You know, it's. Yeah, Jacob. Knows. It kind of makes. Yeah. It makes the waivers, like, I don't know. It's Because, like, if, if they run more often, then there's less pressure to get that one guy. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, there's, like, three or four guys that I can get. Yeah, you're going to be bidding, like, $2 and $3 here, $4 there. I mean, you're not going to be going all in to get, get a guy. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see see both sides of the arguments on that stuff. But, but I, I don't know. I mean, and I'm not saying that it's on you to, like, force everybody to, like, stay up on it or whatever. But I'm just – the main thing that I'm worried about is that if we really open it up, then, like, you guys and, like, the guys that are really up on the college are going to end up just having a massive advantage the farther into it we get, which, I mean, I understand that 
that that's just kind of the way this league works, but it's going to be a lot less fun if in like three years there's only like two teams that are competitive. But then you also kind of think that it could be cyclical um, in the sense of kind of just like college football. Like, hey, I rec- like I had a really good draft. So then like really good draft in the sense of, hey, I had whatever, eight hits in the NFL. Well, now those guys are probably going to be good in college, so my college team is good for, you know, three years. But then they're gone. But then, hey, I've got this. In the NFL, let's say I've got, like, five wide receivers who are wide receiver threes. Well, you know, they work out for five years. And then it's like, i got to go back. And I've got to hope that I keep hitting in drafts, like, every single year to keep building. And if I have off years, I mean, I I kind of think it's going to be something like that. Where I actually get, think next year's supplemental draft for the college side is going to be, like, the temperature check. If there are still Devi guys like available through the college draft next year after we get through this one, then I think you know you can rebuild your roster based on you know having those guys, those Devi type guys available in our supplemental draft who are already in college, not just freshmen. But if there's none of them available, then we're we're getting into some weirdness for sure. Yep, because then yeah, it's, they're all on somebody's team. Yeah, I mean. I think I think that NFL should pretty much always be competitive because there's just way less way less top level to pick from and because there's so many more people from college moving into the NFL there's always going to be moves that can be made it's just it could get to the point where there's only like a couple guys with all the good college prospects that everybody's making trades for and then those guys can flip those for draft picks and just you know continue to kind of stay at the top of the college side but I don't know we'll see it just there's no way to know right now until we get deeper into it yep well I want to I want to thank you for coming on Patrick sharing your thoughts and I want to thank you for joining the league and um being as uh, in into it as you as you have been, because it, it's hard to find enough people to just do a dynasty league, let alone ten people who somewhat know each other to do a C two C league together. Yeah, and I mean, I got I got opinions on everything, so I can I can run my mouth for a long time. But if you get if you're wanting to keep keep up with this podcast it would be really nice if we could get everybody more involved in it and maybe get to the point where we have more of an open conversation with guys coming on to talk about stuff because I think that it just it helps a lot if we can have an open conversation because it's easier to understand what people are actually wanting than you know just a couple lines of text and a trade offer in an app so after we do, we've got Corey left and Brett. I think that's the only two. Um, after that, I'm kind of giving everybody their their time in the sun here. Ian brought up kind of like what you had mentioned. So I think Jacob and I are still going to do our, 
our podcast and Jacob and I are going to try to do same time every every week on a certain day. We're going to put that link for the StreamYard into our group chat. And whoever wants to be a part of that can be a part of it. And, you know, Jacob and I will will go through it all. And then people can be silent and just listen. Or there can be something that comes up that somebody's passionate about. And that, you know, they go ahead, talk about it. And then, um, or at the very end, like, hey, me and Jacob, we just did the whole podcast. It's over. Um, I've done done recording and then people just stay on to talk afterwards like hey you sent me this trade offer da 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 whatever I think I think that would I think it would be cool to do because on on StreamYard I think we get up to like 10 people can be on here we got 10 people in our league perfect yeah I think the only other thing I want to throw out while I'm thinking about it I'm not sure how easy it would be to do but it would be nice if there was a way that we could like clearly mark who everybody is on both sides because i mean you know half the fun is like changing your name and all that and like i don't want to force everybody to just like you know put their name as their team or whatever but sometimes it's like when i'm trying to make a trade with somebody between nfl and fan tracks i can't even like figure out who the fan tracks team is that i'm supposed to be looking at to make a trade with somebody I can put that in the in the league chat and then hit the pin so it's in in sleeper and you hit the pin button and then I'll just have all the owners college and NFL there that way that's that's there. I think, yeah, I think in sleeper your whatever your user is is listed below your team name. So like if I change my team name, it still says like at Belleville. Right. Yeah. So yeah. maybe on the maybe on the fan track side we just use our last names or whatever that at is whatever the username is that's just our team name for the college side unless someone's super attached to their college team name yeah i mean that's kind of what i was what i was wondering if if people would mind doing something like that because i mean you can you can figure it out but it does take a little bit of like is it this guy uh no it's not this team is it this team especially when i changed my name weekly last year (laughs) (coughs) yeah yeah All right. Well, is there anything else, Patrick? I don't think so. Like I said, I can just talk for a long time. I got opinions on everything. Well, I'll uh, cut the cut the audio here, and we'll we can stay on and talk afterwards if you want. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, hey, thanks again. Um, that's it for tonight. Have a good week, and I'm Luke Probasco. Jacob Belvo. And we'll catch you next week. <laughs>